Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are with you. What's going on, brother? A lot, man. A lot has gone down in the last several hours. I know, man. It's been it's uh it's been a kind of a crazy cornhole day, um, especially on social media. But we're, we're, we're gonna forced get into our that. hand and scrapping an episode for you. Yeah, it's all right, all right. We're gonna get into that. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Let's go into our favorite mm-hmm. segment, the most important segment. What you drinking? <laughs> what you drinking? Well, I, I you know I saw this one and I feel like it's I don't it's, care. it's great. It's kind of uh, <laughs> it's kind of appropriate. It's called Dead Man's Curve. For all you Ohioans out here uh, that adventure around I-90, it's from Gold Horde Brewing in, right here in Cleveland, and it's a stiff IPA. It's 8%. Um, give it a whirl, man. I figured we needed a stiff beverage today. This yeah. is doing the trick. Dead, Dead Man's Curve from Gold Horde Brewing. Check it out. It wasn't even all this crap that came out today. It was just, it's just been one of those fucking days, man. Yeah. So I needed this. Okay. All right. So we had this great episode plan that we even teased earlier today about this beginner guide episode, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to start breaking it down into parts, all right? And basically, if you're new to the sport or even if you're, you've you been involved, like, you'll listen back and be like, oh, I remember, you know, that was me when I first started. I wish I knew that kind of stuff. We want to go over that stuff. But then, like, 1 or one thirty happened and kind of like this bombshell got dropped onto us about this ACL, new the, the new bag policy, okay? So we're going to just, we're going to scrap it, the Beginner's Guide episode, all right? I'm making an executive decision. We're going to skip right over it. We'll bring it to you guys um, maybe next week, just depending on what else, unless another bombshell drops yeah, off. I mean, but hey, um, cornhole content is hard to come by sometimes, and so we're not going to, we're not going to waste this little uh, golden nugget that was given to take, us. Take what you get. So, um, but first, we're going to bring um, what's going on in our cornhole lives in a segment we call In and Around the Hole. Brought to you by Cornhole Addicts. Curb your cornhole addiction by visiting cornholeaddicts.com where you can find anything and everything cornhole. From bags to blogs, from masks to boards, Cornhole Addicts has you covered. So be sure to check out cornholeaddicts.com. Also brought to you by Airwolf Athletics. Helping athletes become the alpha in all their athletic endeavors. Stop by airwolfathletics.com. And check out their amazing products. Become the alpha and join the pack today. We were out uh, rocking our Airwolf Athletics hat this weekend. We're doing and, it right uh, now. We, oh, we are. We are. I, <laughs> I kind of forgot what's on my head. And I have been uh, strutting around town in this pandemic environment, uh, donning my stylish Cornhole Addicts mask. So well, I got come. Maddie King hooked me up with the Dragon Bags one. I've been rocking that. Shout out to Maddie King. Appreciate so, it. You know, just walking Cornhole billboards, if you <laughs> yep. will. Okay. So, Dane, this Saturday, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. We get to play some cornhole. Oh, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath, man. The way this year's gone. <sighs> Fuck me, right? Yeah. Seriously. Well, anyway, so if all goes to plan, the last Cleveland Regional of the year will be this Saturday at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, home of the Cavaliers. Romo Fijo. Yes. Come on. Correct. Correct. It's going to be my first real tournament since February, um, and I've up until today I've been like a fat kid in a candy store all week. My mood has been great. I've been doing everything I can around the house to build up like that husband credit. Um, but I'm just I gotta I just keep hearing whispers that this fucking coronavirus bullshit is gonna close us down again. I swear well, to God, if I don't get to fucking play on Saturday, I'm gonna lose my mind. I I need this. I need this. So Governor Dewine, yeah, if you're fucking listen. listening to this, Sean needs this. I don't care if you close everything down on Sunday. Just fucking give me Saturday. Jesus Christ, please. Yeah, I mean he's addressing. He's got a special address tomorrow. Tomorrow evening. And I think that's uh, that's going to be our we'll see. our freaking axe, but we'll, we'll see. see. Um, I think we've kind of decided on bags, right? Mm-hmm. As a double, mm-hmm. as doubles, we're most likely we're going to be throwing kill shot three fifty seven or RPGs, um, and then the singles for me, depending on board conditions, is most likely going to be three fifty seven. But you know, maybe a little inferno action if the boards are slow. Well, what are you feeling? Uh, I mean, I think for singles, I might go with the RPGs or. My pro advantage. I say you've been throwing the pro advantage very yeah. well. Um, we're going to be competing in the competitive division in singles and doubles. And I think we both want to kind of just use this as a gauge to determine where the hell should we play next year. Are we ready to take that stuff up into advance? You know, or... my thing is, like you said, it's your first tournament since February. If we have it, let's just go out and fucking have fun, man. We will. Sling back a couple beers. I mean, Listen, you I, know, when you else... and I relax, we play very well. Well, that's what so. I was going to say. If nothing else, February taught us something. If we go out there and we don't play dumb, all right, we don't just give up points and we play somewhat smart and we just have fun, we do really well. 
So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I like again. I, I'm just so excited to play. I'm really. I, I don't care. I just. I just want to get out there and play. It's been a big. I event. hear you. I mean, I've done a couple. I didn't even register there, until but... yesterday because I kept thinking like it's gonna cancel them. But yesterday, I'm like, no, what? No, this is gonna happen. So yeah. I'm gonna register. And then I hear the that bullshit was the today. kiss of death. Like, God, fucking damn it! But we'll go from there. Okay, so this was gonna be the part where. So during the week, I, I, I take time. I kind of write out like kind of our episode, not like word for word, but just like talking points of what we're going to do. So this is the part where we're going to do the beginner's guide and go through all that stuff. But now we are putting a big red X through this motherfucker because ACL had some breaking news, okay? Some interesting ACL news, I guess, had been leaked. I don't know if you can call it breaking news. It's not breaking news, but it, it was definitely leaked. I don't think they wanted it out as fast as they, as, as drastically as it did. Yes. Okay. Uh, all it took was one live feed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the ACL is, they're changing up their bag requirements for, I guess, the second half of the 2020-2021 season, mm-hmm. and then going forward from there. Um, it's a lot of 20s. It is a lot of 20s. I know. I was kind of <laughs> struggling. I don't know if I could just say 2021, right? Yeah, you cool? can say 2021. Right, well, okay, yeah. all right, agreed. We'll 20 hyphen 21. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to do our best to provide you all with the information that we have at hand. Um, the official, like in quotes, bag policy has not yet been released, Okay. But we have been we've been making friends, all right, doing these bag reviews and going to tournaments and whatnot. So we heard it, you know, we, through the grapevine. But then recently, a lot of the guys have just been posting the well, email. Shit, that they yeah, got. I mean, yeah. I, back when I wrote, like when I wrote like this little synopsis, like I had to dig and ask for people to send it. But then I started going on Facebook before I came over here, and shit, like it's already posted out anyway. So in case you haven't seen this stuff. So for the 2021 season, all previously approved bags will remain approved and will not require an ACL equipment level mark. Now, that is true for every level except for pros. So if you were like me, if you were like Dane, if you're like the Dogcast boys, we're not pros, okay? If you're going to compete in an ACL point event, all right, so regionals, local events that have points, conferences, nationals, all that stuff, you do not need to have one of these new bags yet, okay? Now, come August 2021, you're going to need them going forward. Yep. Okay. So, let's just make that clear now. So, for next year, you're good. Okay? Unless you're a pro. Now, if you're a pro, we'll strap one on because here we go. All right. After the 2021 season concludes, all ACL points-based tournaments or events will require bags have been marked either competitive or pro level. So, they're going to have three stamps of approval. Okay? They're going to have pro competitive and then rec okay yeah. now the recreational what i was reading is basically like the only there are bags that are they're really not even they don't even have to be two-sided bags they can be corn filled and it's like the bags that are going to be sold with their boards mm-hmm. shit bags yeah. okay bags that first time players might get as a mistake you know like the ones that come with the dick's plastic boards that are trampolining bags yeah. all over the fucking and then they yard. see what the other bags do and they realize they have the wrong bags correct okay so what we're going to do is um, we're going to go through each level, um, at least pro and uh, comp, or what they're calling it, and just what are the subtle differences between yeah. the two and the requirements. And I okay? just want to throw a disclaimer out there before we go through this. Yeah. None of this is set in stone yet. Yeah, correct. This was just like the first snippets of everything that we read on it. I know that all the bag makers, I mean, they're probably on the phone right now with ACL at the same Shit, time. It might even be over. It might be over, yeah. By the time this comes out tomorrow morning... The ACL might even come yeah, out with their could... policy, published and everything, and yeah. we're going to look like idiots. Again, this is just based off the information that is present on Tuesday night in front of us. I even checked before I came out. Nothing new was out. Yeah. So this is what we're going to present What's to the day today? <laughs> the 14th. The 14th is when this when we're recording. All okay. right. <laughs> so to be considered a pro-level bag, all right, to have that pro-level stamp of approval, they're, they're required to have a high-quality fabric, consistent filling, and durable construction. And now that is quotes. The fabric and fill, fabric and fill must be maintained throughout the duration of his listing as a pro level bag. So basically what's going to happen is let's say, Dane, you're a bag maker. Mm-hmm. You're like, I make a great product. I think pros are going to want to throw my bag. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. Okay. So you can apply for it for a cool $1,000, okay? Yeah. Let's say if you want your pro bag to be up there, $1,000, right? And that's just for one series of bags. So let's say you're Mr. let's say you're Reynolds, right? Yeah. Reynolds throws like it's not just for all Reynolds bags for $1,000. That'd be for six. pro advantage. Yeah. They have $1, six $1. different bags. Pro X, that's $1,000. Victory, Excel, Victory, 
So it starts to add up pretty yeah. quick. And then for each series of bag, you need to have three professionals write a recommendation saying, I want to use that bag. All right. So we have that. The fabric and fill must be maintained throughout the duration of the listing. Now, making a big deal of this because it's not the same for competitive bags. Okay, so okay. the competitive level. That's the only reason I'm So they can, they can switch again. up the fill if they don't Correct. have the, the materials Correct. available? Okay. But if you were considered a pro bag, all right, and that's what you get that stamp of approval, for as long as it's up there and it's in however it was approved, it has to be the same fill for that the whole time. ACL pros also must have access to purchase these, uh, like the pro bags, at least two different solid colors, broadcast approved bags. They must be available mm-hmm. to every single pro. Now, I think starting next year, I know they're adding pros. So what? how many pros are going to be? Like 260? Yeah, maybe? something like that. Yeah. Like right on, maybe 240, 260, yeah. whatever it is. So every single pro, you have to, make, you have to at least have that many sets. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm interested in is these bags that when they get stamped pro, are they going to be available to the public? For, I think like, I think you're going to have to be, be an ACL pro? pro to actually get them to get it stamped as a pro. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, or do you just you have them pro level? You know, and they're just gonna, gonna have, and they're just going to be an upcharge for it. You're going to have pros buying them, and then you'll see them, you know, in raffles the next the next day. That will <laughs> be about 125. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds familiar. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, but I'll just I'll be interested to see as like you know obviously a non pro player, can you still buy that bag? Not just because it says pro on it. And I want it, it's so cool. It's because then I know that hey every time I go back if I find a bag that I like and I like the feel of the bag it's going to be consistent. Yeah. Whereas if I buy the the comp stamped. Are those the ones that, that they're just going to be thrown together just to push sets out the door? I don't think that they're going to be thrown. They still have to pass a rigorous test, all right? So for these pro bags to to be considered pro, all right, they're going to have levels of testing, all right? They're going to have friction and flexibility testing performed, okay? Whatever, I guess, whatever technology they have. They're going to put the bags through the ringer to make sure they're durable enough, to make sure, I guess, that if ACL is going to put their stamp of approval on it, that it's at least a decent product, which I think, if nothing else, about the ACL right now, just, I guess that's I guess that's a good thing. I know I just I'm having sure. flashes I, of somebody <laughs> just standing there, just throwing a bag at the ground like a hundred times, and then like bending it back and forth and be like, "Yep, it it, it held." <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's funny. So these bags, they also have to um, display the appropriate equipment level, brand name, and series name of the bag. Um, do these all have to be on one side, or can they like? I think so. It, it will. That see, some of that stuff wasn't like super, super clear. Um, I know one of them. I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was you can put the. So like, let's say I think your bag gets like a grade or something on a friction and the flexibility, like that it passed. Yeah. I think you're able to like put like a mark of approval like in the top left corner of the seam side. But all like all the logos and all that stamping stuff, I don't know exactly where that has to be. I just know that for like broadcast style bags, like for the pro ones, they have to be solid color on both sides. And we all know some materials when you dye them, they're not quite the same color yeah, they, on both they sides. Get rigid and so stuff then it's too. up to the ACL's discretion whether or not they can use those bags. Okay. So I mean, but if they're being upfront about it, that's fine. I mean, if you know that going in, and you sh- you should be fine. We, we talked about the it's $1,000 for each unique bag series to be labeled pro mm-hmm. if you get accepted. So they're calling it like you get a license, okay? So you're licensed to create this pro bag. But that's only for that, for that season. Se- for that season. But then I believe every year after that, it's not $1,000. It's only like $250. So it's $1,000 for each unique, like, brand new. Okay, I got Upfront. you. And then it's I think it's 250 for each unique series after that. Every year. Yeah, I remember something reading like something like that, yeah. The part I think that a lot of people are going crazy about, all right? Because if you go on social media and you're a Cornhole fan and you're going on there today, you're not going to see a whole lot of other stuff out there right now. Yeah. It's the whole 15% royalty fee. Holy shit. I mean, already... I, I, I pulled up the number with you, like, earlier. You're, you're buying a set of bags for 65 bucks. They're getting $10 kickback. Yeah, just about. Much. I mean, um, it's like nine seventy five, but still, every set... Man, oh man, where the fuck do I even go with this? Um, now is that is that fifteen percent back on a set of eight, or is no, that? It's, I, I believe set of four. I'm assuming again, I, nothing has been clarified, so I'm just going with what we have here. As a con- let, let me approach this a few different ways. So let me first go at you as like a consumer, okay? Mm-hmm. As a consumer, 
hearing all this crap about after twenty after twenty twenty one season, I can't use the bags. I'm fucking pissed, man. Well, I mean, you, you spent hey, hard earned money we, on bags that you. We took a picture last week, right? Yeah. Showing off a collection that we've we've spent. Now, some of the bags people donated for us to do reviews and whatnot. I'm not trying to hide that. Yeah. But most of those bags we purchased. Mm-hmm. I hope my wife's not listening. But I've spent a lot of money. I'm not gonna throw all these out <laughs> just in case she's listening. I've spent a lot of money on freaking bags, man, and some that I really like, and some that I feel are very durable that I could throw for a long period of time. Yeah. Now I'm... after this, it's gonna be done. Now some people are gonna be like, "Well." ACL's not the only thing that's out there. Well, listen up, motherfucker. Around here, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's it. That's, that's literally... You go to, you go to, to any blind draw around yeah. here, it's it's ACL points. Yeah, so everything out here is ACL. Yeah. Everyone wants to brag about how they're ranked top 100 in ACL state. Like, fuck off, man. It's just because you guys can go to the goddamn blind draw and get your 10 points every goddamn week. Yeah. Like, I... Like, that that's for a completely different discussion. <laughs> I don't want to go off on that because I'll go off on a goddamn tangent about that shit. He's just jealous, everyone. Yeah, I, whatever. I mean, you're in top 100, though. Do you see that? Am I? Yeah, you are. You're, oh, congratulations, shit. man. Yeah. See, see how much I pay attention yeah. to it? <laughs> no, I just, as a consumer, I'm upset, all right? I'm, I think one of the things that made ACL, ACL cool and different than the ACO was the fact that, hey, you can bring your own bags. Bring you made our bags, requirements, yeah. so you're good to go. You come in. And I loved seeing all the different styles of bags, because honestly, mm-hmm. each one comes with its own style of play. And if you're a great Viper thrower... It, you're hard to beat, like, because you're just slinking in four bags. But same can be said for those special guys that can throw a pro advantage, like few can, like our guest later, Ryan Windsor. Yeah, I mean, man, I... it's fun to watch the different kinds. And I have a feeling that, you know, I'm not going to get into this yet. Let's carry on. Let's go through all the bags because <laughs> that was going to be a point, and I don't want to waste it here. Oh, okay. Well, you can't just like leave me hanging here. All right. I'll say it then. What? To me, I feel like it's we're gonna end up with like five big companies yeah, I, for all the bags and for all the pro bags, I should say. Then everyone else is gonna fall into the niche of the competitive bags, which to me, it's fine. Like I feel like we're always gonna be throwing the competitive rated bags. I don't plan on spending a lot of money to become a pro or anything. Or now listen. You know, some of the arguments back immediately from that, because obviously they're taking a lot of backlash, right? The ACL was taking a big backlash on social media. And they were coming back and saying, like, you just can't see the bigger picture. This is going to be good for bag manufacturers everywhere. Listen, I just, I can't see it right now. You can't tell me, okay? And I just, I can't comprehend how in the world this is going to be good for bag makers. When people were already buying bags and they were pretty profitable, hence why the ACL probably wanted a piece. They, yeah, I mean, they want their chunk, but all it's going to do is raise bag prices, and people are going to be hesitant to buy bags now. So, guys like me, right? If I saw a cool-looking bag, and I knew I could throw it anywhere I wanted, I'm going to buy it. I'll try it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll love it. But now, if I know I can't throw it, I might not get it, just because when am I ever really going to throw it now? Yeah, I mean, I, and honestly, we've found a lot of bags that way. Yeah. A lot of bags that, like, you, you didn't hear of before, we've found, and they are... Little golden nuggets, but guess what? These small, these small companies are not going to be paying that much. I think for the big companies who can afford to pump out a bunch of different series into like the the pro level, yeah, I think that they're going to see benefit. Obviously, because people that want to play in ACL events need to get those bags. I, I get it. So, so for them, they can afford, they can increase the price of their bags, and people are still going to buy them because they've been there, they've done that. They are a product that people will will follow. Okay, they they really like it. But for the small guys, there, there's no way. For all the talented little guys out there who make fantastic bags, for the guys that we kitchen. started this fucking show for, yeah. to show how many people out there that are making great products, I don't care what you say, it's not good for them. No, it's, it's not. not. It's and, not good for them. And, like, I mean, like you, you said it, all the small guys, I guess, sit in their kitchen trying to keep up with orders and stuff, hand sewing everything themselves, doing the fill themselves and everything, and you get a bomb bag because they take that little TLC to each bag. You're not. I feel like you're going to stop seeing it because they're just going to fold. Yeah. And, I mean... Look, look at it this way. So, let's say an average person, right? ESPN pops up, ACL events on there. They're like, yeah. oh, cool. Cornhole. I'll watch Cornhole. Reynolds. Oh, I want to play Cornhole. Oh, what's the name of that fucking bag? Oh, Reynolds. I'll go to Reynolds.com. Well, hey, they were throwing it. 
Well, all these other little guys, they're never going to get they're yeah, never going to get, the, never gonna get the exposure because they can't afford to even put their bags up there. Their best bet is like trying to sponsor someone to have their jersey on like TV or something. I mean, it's... Now, now, let me say it this way, okay? So, I, I don't want to make this all like I, I'd like to I, I think that we're both open-minded enough to see it both sides, okay? I mean, I like you said ACL wants a piece of the pie and I don't blame them. Okay. So, here here's the thing. <laughs> So for the ACL, I, I do think this is a huge step, okay? It's a huge revenue maker, okay? I think when you first look at it, it, it just, let's call it what it is. It looks like a money grab, okay? It does. It really does. But for future pro players, it's big. I think this is incre- I think this revenue increases is going to hopefully allow for bigger prize pools, mm-hmm. which will then hopefully attract bigger sponsors, which will then hopefully allow more people to maybe one day play cornhole competitively for a living. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. That's the ultimate goal. I mean. I, I get it. If they're going to stay, if they're going to put their, if they're going to put their name on a product, they want to make sure it's done well. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, you know, softball does it, right? So if you play in different softball leagues and the stamp has got to be whatever. Well, guess what? Cornhole's not softball last time I checked. My thing right. is, you're you're an up and coming sport. Why not do it better? I don't know. I just better for the consumer. I mean, it's it, it is hard because like I mean, we do love watching the ACL on TV and everything. But when it comes down to it, like the timing of this, I think is the biggest problem. Listen, and I I'm not trying to burn boats here. Okay, I'm really not because like that's we're not the scorch the earth pod, earth podcast. By the way, I can't wait. Cannot wait. For next Tuesday, oh, me the Dogcast episode, I'm sure, is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll let them have that. They're scorched earth, and Brennan's already already go off on that stuff. I, I'm trying the best I can to see it both ways. I get yeah. that the ACL is looking for increased revenue, but why do you think it's okay for you to swoop in and take a piece of the pie when you're not doing any of the work? Now, some people are going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Without them, they wouldn't have grown. You don't know that. You don't. I mean, you don't. I mean, really... as big as cornhole is getting, granted, the ESPN exposure is huge. People it is. get some talking, thinking about it. But Sean, we had no idea that all of these people were playing here in Cleveland. No. When we first started no. out, and then we like walked into this place where there's, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people that come to this stuff. To me, it's like, well, it could have just grown slower. ACL might have you know, increase that curve a little bit, but it was still growing. What I'm afraid of is eventually the ACL is going to com- completely control the bag market and they're, they're going to dictate the prices. Yes. So when we were, everyone was giving shit uh, to ultra about charging 125 the bag. I'm telling you, that's, that's going to be, be the, the new norm. norm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, jinx. seriously, if that's going to, I mean, that's going to be the new norm. Yeah. I, I mean, I for these bag makers to be able to make some sort of money, I mean, Somebody was saying, how fair is it that, you know, bag makers and board makers were making hundreds of thousands of dollars more than the ACL? Well, if they're doing the goddamn work, I mean, if they're putting in the work, if they're the ones that are doing the product testing, if they're the ones that are sewing the bags and taking all the financial risks up front, then that's what that's what it's about. It just feels like ACL is trying to create a little bit of a monopoly. And when you first see that, the first instinct is to combat it yeah. now i am hoping they come out and they and they they completely explain it and it's rational and i can follow it i'm just saying at this moment right now i'm just i'm having a hard time trying to justify both sides and i and i always do that all right regardless of what it is even if i am 100 percent anti a stance i always try to understand the other side not because I want to be on that side, but you because be I think able it makes a, my argument. Yeah, better. you want to have a, an intelligent conversation about it, not so just be like. Oh. I guess right now, like I, I just it, I'm not. I, I just don't think it's a it's a good move. And as a consumer and as a fan of the sport, I'm looking at a fucking bed right now that we covered in cornhole bags that we still haven't cleaned up because we were too tired last time. Yeah, it it's brings fucking, a tear to your just, eye, dude, man. man. It's just like it's wasted, man. It's gonna become sweet wall art, so. <laughs> what about all those people that are spending, uh, I think it was uh, Hunter Thorne that posted, some paid him like $1,800 for Viper Seas. Yeah. Guess what? Can't throw Can't those throw at ACL those, yeah. after, after next year. What about all these people collecting OG Game Changers? I mean, are they worth hundreds of dollars anymore? I don't think so. Hell no. Why I mean, would they? You can't throw them. To me, like, I mean, I think they, 
the best thing. That, I mean, I if the ACL wants to move forward with this, the best thing they could do is just grandfathering bags in for the next two seasons. Well, they're doing it for at least one season. Make, make the pros do what they want, but then all these other Joe Schmoes that just like to go to competitive and have a good time, let them throw the bags they want but to here, throw. Here's the, here's the other part that cracks me up, right? So they're having, and we haven't really even touched on the pro qualifier. We're going to wait until yeah. it gets a little bit closer. But you're having a pro qualifier where people need to pay to participate in the tournament to try to qualify, all right? Now that and then if they if they happen to win, their winnings go to a small portion of covering their $1000 fee to play to be a fucking pro. Okay, so let's pump the brakes. So then let's say they become a pro. That means the next season they have to pay $1000 plus, oh guess what? Now you have to buy bags that are probably going to be upcharged. Yeah. Right, I mean, you're hemorrhaging money to be a pro now. And let's say you're a player that you've made it this far throwing this kind of bag, and you know, like, listen, I'm perfect example. I'm really good throwing some bags. Other bags, I'm just not that good. Yeah, I'm really not. Like, I'll be the first to admit, there's some bags out there that I'm just not very good with. But other bags, I feel like I can be very competitive with anyone. Well, what if all the bags that I like to throw, they're not in my arsenal anymore? Now I'm on the pro level, looking like an an idiot. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, you just go to adjust. Well, I'm just saying, if I'm paying $1,000 to become a pro, to get that cool jersey, and to be able to participate in all these events, I should be able to throw what the fuck I want. Well, and honestly, with the upcharging bags coming up, you're going to be more hesitant to try bags. Yeah. You're going to be like, all right, I throw these pretty well. I saw someone throw these. They look nice. Then you go online. This is 125 for a set of four, and you got to get two sets. because I mean, you have to, because what if you're facing someone that got the same bag? Got to switch it out. Yeah, it's just I don't know because this is, just, this whole thing. I mean, the whole pro bags. It's going to be limited colors, everything. So ju- just to change it up for a second, just so um, we get to it. We were talking before about the pro um, like equipment graded bags, the comp rated bags. They're basically the same. These are going to be approved for competitive play or any ACL points based event, not in the pro level. Um, these are defined as reliable bags. Bag makers are required to use the same fabric throughout the duration of the listing. But it does not have the fill does not have to be regulated. Okay. Yeah. So, I if you if you're an experienced player, we know that fill is a big part of it. Okay. Yes. You get a bag one time, and then you get it the next time. Like, well, why why does his bag feel different than mine? It's probably because he got different fill. They probably got a different type of fill in this time, and it can change the whole dynamic of how a bag plays. Let me let me chime in on this. So, the the analogy that came to my mind was our trips to Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. We always hit up the Cape Cod Chip Factory. Yep. So when you're walking through this beautiful factory, you get to the end. It's their their like little store at the end. They have all these huge bags of chips. Yep. And then over in the corner, they have these burnt and broken chip bags you can get for a, a huge discounted price. Those burnt and broken chips, that's going to be the fucking fill that goes into these these competitive bags. It's going to be cheaper fill. Cheaper fill. Yeah. That it's not going to be the best quality, and it's going to be whatever they can really find at a discounted rate to pump these bags out. And I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping it's not. But, but I, I don't just, blame a bag maker for doing I know, it. I know. I know. Profit margin. I get yeah, it. Like, I, I, I mean, know, I, I don't. It. I, I'm not going to blame them for it. And honestly, like resin. Yeah, I mean, the the fill in it is is a big deal. But I feel like a lot of them are going to be, especially the pro bags, they're going to be using the same stuff in it. I, I agree. So I think that for for now, okay, I think we've kind of we've touched on a bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah. I think it's only fair for us to let's see what actually comes out of it. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a topic that we're going to touch more on. But I just wanted to shed at least a little bit of light on if you haven't had the opportunity to then to sit down and really look at all this stuff. I wanted to at least get people aware of what was going on. At least, if nothing else, if you're a non-pro player, you're safe for this next year. Yeah. And you know what? A year from now, who the fuck knows what I'm going to be doing? Who knows if we'll still be doing this podcast? Who knows if I'll still like cornhole? I, who oh, I'll still like cornhole. I, I mean, chances are. I mean, <laughs> could I'm just be backyard at that point, though. Let me. I, I just wanted to say one go thing, ahead. though. Oh, yeah, go, yeah. Go, so go. I feel like a lot of people are taking this with a grain of salt because we are in the midst of a pandemic. They're throwing this on bag makers when they're struggling to get fabric, resin, all this stuff in to be able to produce these products. To me, this is what's going to kill the small bag maker yeah. in this time. Trying to make these pro bags available for the pros. Not even for the, for the lower levels. I'm just talking for the pros. Being able to get this stuff in. 
I have a feeling in my heart, this is kind of my mindset is the ACL took a hit this year with the pandemic, as did the whole freaking world. Yeah, for sure. Yet they were still seeing bag makers profitable because people were bored at home. Virtual cornhole. Virtual cornhole. Yep. People are buying up bags and shit, just doing it that way. And they, they want to cut of the pie. Now, we know from what we've heard, this is not a new thing that they came out with. Like, this has been in the works for a while. Correct. But I think they might have hurried it up because they saw the dollars rolling into the smaller bag makers and big bag makers, and they want a little cut to try to keep their head afloat. That's just that's my two cents on it. I'm not saying the ACL is like struggling huge financially, but you know damn well they took a huge hit this year. I can just hope that if they're going to do this, all right, if they're going to take royalty from bags, right? Well, it's 15% for the pro bags. It's also 10% of the comp bags. Okay? Yeah. So let's just put that out there too. So they're going to be double dipping on both, both sides of that. If they're going to be bringing increased revenue, I want to see that directly put back towards the people who make up the ACL. Yes, give it to the players. Which are the players. Let's reinforce that, okay? Who makes up the ACL? Those should be, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the fucking the, players. Yeah, it's the players. So if you're going to if you're gonna take money away from bag makers, who most of the time are players themselves, I hope that you put this money back into the prize pool. Yes. Let's see. And it. I, yeah, I, I agree. You know what? I was laughing when we saw the pro invitational, right? And they kept burning like $25,000. I thought the winner got $25,000. No, that's spread out. Fuck me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All that travel. And then like the grand prize was like $7,000. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. I mean, we could probably put on a tournament this week. I could find a sponsor for 10 grand or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, fuck me. Are you really? I did. It, on ESPN? It baffles me that they don't have bigger sponsors to be able to throw Holy more money shit. in there. But again, that'll be a different episode. Yeah. Again, I want to. I don't want to go scorched earth. I want to hear. I want to see what comes out from them. I want to see what is what's the final bag policy, and then we can go over it. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be a response. There's probably going to be a letter on the ACL network and on on Facebook, you know, from Trey and explaining all the stuff. So here's the thing: be patient. Let's see what what they come out with. All right, let's give them time to respond. They know how everyone is feeling right now. Yeah. They're taking a big hit. They get it. Give them a chance to respond, and then if you don't like the response, then by all means have at it. But at least give them a chance to to respond instead of getting blindsided by all this stuff. Well, I think it's fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, once again, we're, we're reacting to what we heard today. Absolutely. And it's not the official word, so. All right. So it's our favorite time. Plug time. Shameless plugs. Cue the rap horn. I'm trying to cue the rap horn. It's not working, though. All right, well, we're not queuing the rap horn because apparently my... There you go. Yeah, the sound's not working. So anyways, okay. (laughs) Um, So as always, thank you to Cornhole Addicts. Visit CornholeAddicts.com to feed your addiction. And a big thank you to Airwolf Athletics. Excited to have you join us and, uh, you know, join the the pack, become an alpha. AirwolfAthletics.com. And uh, use code BIGASP at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That too. You can reach us at Instagram and Twitter at BigAspCornhole. And on Facebook at Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Um, just a reminder, Ghost Cornhole League, if you're interested, um, it's starting next week, July 20th. The league's going to run six weeks, four weeks of pool play, then two weeks into a single elimination tournament. This is a bring-your-own-partner league. You only have to throw basically a, a total deck around per week. Okay, So if you're looking for something to do, you want to try it, hop on Ghost Cornhole League on Facebook. Check it out. It's pretty cheap. I think it's... Forty dollars a team, so, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So yeah, just check it out. Um, we're gonna do it. Um, the D- Brendan and Donnie are gonna do it. So yeah. it should be a good time. Come kick the shit out of us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have some good. We'll have some good time. All right. So uh, I think that's a good ending point. I want to plug the clash one do more it. time for do Reggie. It. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so you know, hopefully the state of the world starts getting back to normalcy um, before September twenty sixth. But if it does, Reggie Reich's hosting a tournament called the Clash in Iowa. It's in Cedar Rapids. Um, 100 team, bring your own player tournament. It sounds so much fun. There's a stick and slick tournament on Friday, on Friday the day before the, the big tournament, which I'm super excited about. Um, and it's a nine game minimum, which is huge for a tournament. Yeah. So I'm going to be going out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play with our friend Tony Rinaldi out there. And hoping it's a good time man like i mean i know it'll be a good time and i know some big name players are going to be there uh maddie king's going to be there i get to swing some sticks with maddie king i'm excited man you can clarify that golf yeah golf. folks <laughs> golf all right all right all right it's been a freaking long day um again i didn't 
let's. I'm just. I want to see. I'm anxious to see the. Let's see what response. comes of it. I mean, let's see. I mean, when the when the response comes out, you know, maybe you guys can hit us up on Facebook. We'll do like a little little live session yeah. or something. We'll 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 speak our mind on it. But until then, you know, going forward, we are going to have a beginner's guide. Okay, yes. we're going to break it down into either two or three parts. We haven't completely broken it down, but we're going to have two or three episodes where we're dedicating it to newer players um you know just concepts ideas things that we think that you should work on or get kind of before and we'll honestly i think all cornhole guys should have their cornhole widows listen to it 100 percent. so then they understand why where your money's going 100 (laughs) percent. all right let's wrap this thing up heck yeah as always we hope you throw it straight and it's nothing but four baggers from here on out cornhole it later Welcome back to the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast, where we are joined by Ryan Windsor. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Hey, uh, so let's just start off. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you first got involved in the game and, you know, just how you got to where you're at now. I'm currently 23. I got involved when I was 14. I think I was a freshman in high school. I played at a bar, like, three blocks from my house. I got like second place and won 50 bucks or something. I'm like, oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so then I went to a different tournament uh, the next weekend, like 20 minutes from my house, and then got second again, but got like 85 bucks that time. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm eventually going to win one. And then I did, and then I just kept going from there. So when was it that you realized, like, damn, I'm like, I'm pretty fucking good at this? probably the first tournament because I got second and I competed with you know there was probably 15 teams or something and making the championship your first time ever I kind of instantly knew like I was just kind of natural to me and that's when I knew like the very first time I played really and that was back I'm assuming like stick and slick kind of bags you know just no, sweet were, were they really oh no kidding right. okay so you're showing our age. Now, I, all right. <laughs> he's 23. All right. He's been, he's back in the he's, corn he's days. Right? He's already been around. So you don't you don't believe in the phrase you know even a blind squirrel finds an acorn then. Uh, that that's my motto. That's what I go by. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You're a blind squirrel a lot a lot then. I didn't know that about me. No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I'm the blind squirrel. There we go. Oh, all right. Hey, all right. I like learn that. Learn something new every day, I like right? That. I like that. All right. So tell us a little bit about. Um, your journey to, like, how you became, like, a pro player and everything. Like, I'm assuming, do you, you used to play ACO? Yeah, I did that for three years, and then now this is my first year as an ACO pro. Okay. And quite the splash you've made. Yeah, I was say, you're having a pretty good first <laughs> year, I'd say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite the journey. Um, I'm right where I need to be, but, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. There's uh, some work, some things I need to work on to get where I want to be, but, you know, grind don't stop. I'm in a good position. I'm happy where I'm at, and I just want to keep moving forward. You uh, you had some pretty epic matches uh, at this last tournament, at the last national. Yeah, I uh, won my bracket in singles, and then lost to Noah, who was the champ, and then me and Cedro won our bracket in doubles, and then we lost 21-20 to against McGuffin and Gary, and then I ended up winning the blind draw with uh, Brandon Corbin. That's a, he's hey, our we boy. Love, we yeah, love, we love Brandon. Brandon Corwin is like, our is like our dude. He is our dude for sure. So, you're you're Reynolds dude, right? Obviously. pro. You, you primarily just throw pro advantage? Yeah, uh, I've been throwing them every single tournament except for one, which was that last national. And Noah decided to throw my normal go-to bags, and then he ended up winning. <laughs> and I heard that. I was going to ask you about it, but all right, well. Don't don't lend him your bags next time. He beat me with my own bags. <laughs> so one of the one of the hot topics right now is definitely like that that roll shot. All right, I mean especially I was I was fortunate enough to watch the live stream of the, of your guys' match and he used it your own bags against you a lot and kind of executed. So I wanted to ask your opinion a little bit about is this a shot that's going to stick around? Do you think um, do you think it's being used enough? Do you think that you know, when would you use that shot versus another shot? Can you kind of just give us, like, a, a pro's mentality on when you would use it versus others? Um, that's a hard question. Not, not many players have it. 
Uh, it's really hard to execute it, especially in pressure situations. You really have to spend like thousands of hours practicing it. To math. Well, maybe not thousands, but you're, you know you're going to have to work really hard at it. I mean, it doesn't come easy, but and that's why only a select few players have it. But in my opinion, it's a really deadly shot. It's really valuable, and you know you. It's definitely the smarter shot than an airmail because if you miss, you're still right by the hole and you could drag in the airmail on your fourth bag or whatever. And if you miss while well, you're still on the board, every point matters. You know, so statistically, it's the smarter shot in my eyes. So when you're trying to hit this shot, because I mean, it's, it's something again, it's like the major topic right now. What? How did you how did you perfect it? Like, is it all about bag angle? Is it about how hard you're throwing? Where the bag's landing? Is a little bit of everything. It's about how many hours you spend practicing. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's not there's, no, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. He's just telling you flat out. Just practice it. You'll learn it yourself. All right. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, t- speaking of practice, what do you, a lot? One of the things that listeners really like to hear about is pros practice routines. Like, how often do you practice, and what's your practice routine like? Uh, well, two years ago, I practiced every single day for a year straight, for an hour minimum. And if I took a day off, the next day I would do two or three. You know, you have 24 hours a day, you can spend one or two practicing bags if you really want to dedicate yourself. Unless you're married. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Family comes first. It it it, it does to a point. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We all have different situations in life, but uh, the practice routine is just do it every day. I mean, there's not really a right or wrong way to practice, but. What I did was just figure out what my weaknesses were, practice them, and try and turn them into a strength. Do you throw, um, do you ever do like uh, go against a ghost player? Do you try to put down blockers? Do you put yourself in tough scenarios and then practice those? Or, you know, do you find yourself, you know, always throwing the first three bags, sliding it in, then going for an airmail? Is there ever like a set routine like that? Yeah, uh, all practice is good practice, whether you're playing ghosts or airmails or slides or playing a game against yourself or a buddy but I think the main thing about practicing is doing it by yourself that way you can really focus on what you want to do rather than you know bullshitting with people and stuff like that see that's hard because I'm a better player when I'm bullshitting with people if I'm out back by myself I find like I just I lose I lose my competitive edge and I just start throwing stupid shots all the time I need to hone it in I get it I think you're you're speaking loud and clear, you know. With all this, Steph Curry, Steph Curry only practices game shots. Listen, man, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't bring that name yeah, up. Yeah, don't, don't say Steph Curry here. We told, we're from all Cleveland right, here, man. Now. We're from Cleveland. All right, you don't. You can bring say LeBron name, James. Yeah, you can bring up LeBron. Yeah, you, you can say like Brevin that, Knight. Let's go. Say, yeah. <laughs> Darius Miles, Mark Price. Aren't you from Illinois, by the way? Yeah. How are you not saying Michael Jordan right now? Look, they're all great. You got to <laughs> <laughs> giving you shit. <laughs> I'm telling Jay Rubin on you. It's all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, so with all this pandemic crap going on, right, obviously for a while there was like no, there wasn't a whole lot of like live matches, tournaments, and all that stuff. Did you get involved in any of the virtual stuff at all? Yeah, I played a KCC tournament, uh, 20-back challenge. I think me and Noah ended up winning it. Okay. What were your thoughts about all this virtual stuff? Not for you, or? I mean, it was good just to get through the hard times, but I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, it takes away the blocking part of the game, and it's just not real. If you had to pick one to choose, all right, if you had to play singles or doubles, do you think you're better at one versus the other? Um. That's a tough question. Uh, usually, I just try to win them all. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer for a tough question. So I'm going to segue into that. So your your doubles partner, Isidro. Um, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of you guys both. Um, how did that partnership come to fruition? Uh, when I first met him, I was like, "Oh, 
when I first started, you know, traveling a lot, I would go to the tournaments he was at, and he would win every single time. But that's how I got better, you know, playing against the best. And then him and his partner kind of went their own ways or whatever. So he asked me to play in a tournament, and I went and played with him because he saw me around at a lot of the tournaments. It was like, you know, this kid's pretty good. He's getting second and thirds, whatever. And then we partnered up. We won our first tournament ever. And he goes, hey, you want to play again? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We go to another one, win again, and then it was just there on out. And now we've been partners for like three, four, or five years, probably, something like that. I'd say it's a good partnership. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like, you're one of my favorite players to watch in singles, hands down. I love watching you play, but you guys as, as partners, it reminds me a lot of me and Sean. You, you can tell you guys have been playing for a couple of years together because you both just shoot looks across. You don't need any words. It's a look that tells you guys, like, hey, what shot am I shooting? You guys don't even talk. You sit there, and it's, it's just a look, and you know what's going on. And you guys have that faith in each other, and I love to see it. Yeah, for sure. We don't, I mean... I understand the whole calling timeouts, playing chess games, all that, communicating with your partner a lot, but we just, you know, he does his thing, I do my thing, and we just kind of put them together as a team. Yeah, and it works out. Absolutely. Um, if you had to give any advice, all right, for like for newer players, all right, players that are just getting involved, you know, maybe they just they just got done seeing you play a bunch on ESPN, what, what, what are some of the things that you wish somebody would have told you when you first got involved in the game? Uh, be patient. Don't expect results overnight. You know, I mean, I've been playing for nine or ten years now, and I feel like I'm just now, like I'm still learning as I'm going, as being a veteran or having experience, you know, and for playing nine or ten years, but I'm still learning as I'm going. So just be patient with it. You know, don't expect to be, you know, just set goals for yourself not extremely big ones you know set small goals for yourself weekly goals monthly goals yearly goals you know if you're a player starting out you know maybe your goal is to be a pro achieve that goal then after that you know all right i want to be top 40 you know then i want to be top 20 and then top 10 work your way up i mean your goal can really be anything yeah number one piece of advice i would say is just set goals Okay. So, Sean, our goal of winning Worlds next year, let's, let's just put that on the back burner, all right? <laughs> all right, so one of the things we like to ask people are, when you're playing, right, I see you sipping on something. What are you, what are you drinking while you're playing? Mostly uh, Tito's vodka and Red Bull to get my energy up and get a little buzz. I don't like to play drunk, but, you know, just a little tipsy, just a, just a little bit. Energy up. That's why I start every every tournament with Tito's and uh, my my famous Bloody Mary. You can ask the dog cast about that. They had it. It's yes. phenomenal. Absolutely. Before every tournament, that's what I'm sipping on. Usually the drive-in, but don't tell the police that. For sure. Sometimes I'll be sober, though. I mean, it's not the same every time. Just kind of how I'm feeling about the weekend. You know, a lot of these tournaments are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't want to be drinking... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so, you know, you kind of have to... You're still 23, though. Yeah. It's all right. Wait wait till you're 30. Then you'll, <laughs> you'll want to drink that whole way through. <laughs> so I know uh, you... I Clearly, you're sponsored by... You're sponsored by Tito's, correct? I always see it on your, on your jersey and stuff. Yes. Uh, Tito's, Reynolds, Genesis, Myers Tree Service, Van Fleet Tree Service, Windsor Fence Repair, and uh, Cornwall 21 Apparel. So I wanted to bring I wanted to bring up one uh, specific sponsor. All right, I, I'm a physical therapist when I'm not doing this podcast stuff, and uh, Genesis Tape reached out to me, so I got to try it out. Um, I noticed that it's been on your biceps quite a bit, right? When you're when you're playing. So uh, how you how do you like wearing it while you're playing? Uh, it feels good. Sometimes it makes me feel like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you looking to hire a full time physical therapist? Because Sean's for hire. Okay. But I played volleyball the other day. I was returning some really super hard. Look, or, uh, You're sorry. Sir. It's all right. You, you can swear. It's, it's explicit. Okay. Yes. We're good. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So I wanted to bring it up just because um, 
they they were nice enough to send me out some stuff to sample with patients, and I tried the stuff out, kind of like a placebo type thing with some people that I've taped a bunch. Um, I tape, you know, I'm a certified kinesio tape practitioner, so I do a whole bunch of different tapings with people, and I tried it out, not telling them that it was different stuff, and I got some pretty good feedback. Um, it's a little different type of tape, right, because it's copper-infused. So um, I think everyone probably has a dad or a grandfather, you know, that wears the Brett Favre, you know, copper sleeves kind of stuff. So it's a similar concept. You know, maybe the, the medical research is not quite there yet, but um, it's clearly doing something if all these people are saying good things about it. So I know um, if people are out there are looking for some sort of, uh, you know, kinesio-type tape, I think Genesis is definitely up there. I mean, I know it had a really nice feel to it. Um, it stuck really well, so you didn't have to worry about peeling up, because I know sometimes with that kinesio tape, you have to worry about it peeling up, but it stuck really well, and it seemed to get good feedback with my patients, at least. Yeah, they have, uh, their main focus is bowling. They have a lot of professional bowlers that represent Genesis and wear their tape, and uh, they're, like, just now kind of transferring over to bags or cornhole, but that's their main focus is uh, bowling. That's actually how uh, we got involved with them a little bit, is I had thrown out a meme on Twitter that kind of blew up. Um, basically, you know, I'm sure you've seen the meme where the guy's looking over his shoulder, his girlfriend's pissed off at him, he's checking out another girl. Well, I put cornhole as the girl he's checking out in bowling as the other girl that's pissed off, and ESPN was the guy. So I had a whole bunch of bowling people attacking me on Twitter, and um, Genesis, one of those guys, the guys big into bowling, reached out to me and was like, I play cornhole and bowling, and they're both great, blah, blah, blah. So... That's exactly how actually this whole thing got started with us. But I wanted to at least bring them up. I thought it was a great product, so I told them I, I wanted to give them a little bit of shout-out. And I want to throw a disclaimer for those of you at home listening. Uh, when he's talking about kinesiology tape, he's just talk, talking about like putting tape on people's body. I mean, I know it's a it's an actual science, but when you see Ryan Windsor with like you know black streaks going up his arm and stuff, that's the tape he's talking about. He's Absolutely. wearing Genesis tape. so You know, for, you can always see it peeking out just underneath his sleeve a little bit. Just a little bit. All the way, yeah. Yeah. All the way. All right, so let's. Uh, we're going to rapid fire some questions at you. Rapid fire. Go. All right, favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie. Man, do I have to rapid fire my answers? Or can I... No, I you mean, can, we you know can you're take kind of a second. A, you're kind of but as soon as you answer, guy, yeah. there's another one coming at you. <laughs> uh, I'll have to say Gridiron Game. Ooh, all right, hey, right, good I like one. one. I like that one for sure. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to yeah, choose another one? Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite sport outside of cornhole? To play or to watch? Either. Either one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Texas Hold'em. Oh, poker. Oh, okay, all right. It's on ESPN. No, hey, listen, no. Hey, trust me. We're, we're avid poker watchers. Don't. You're fine. You don't have to explain now, to us. So that, is that to play and to watch? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite sports team? Favorite sports team: the Chicago Cubs. God oh, damn you, man! We're damn you. I, we were off to. You a can't even be a White Sox fan. Know, like man, like at least Curry, at least we could beat them. And then God damn the it! Cubs. I know you're just, you're, you're crapping on my heart right now. So the day so the day of the Chicago Cubs parade when you guys won the World Series over us, I was actually in Chicago. And I almost got my ass kicked because I was wearing my Cleveland Against the World shirt walking around down there. wasn't a good idea. I was at Game but. 7. Okay, I was at Game 7. We had our center fielder, our leadoff hitter, hit a home run to tie that ball game. Yes, and then we all know how that that Yeah, the magic pans rain out. delay. Okay, yes. yeah. The right. miracle rain delay of three drops falling from the sky. Anyways. Horse shit. Anyways. Moving on. All right, so one of the questions, one of the questions we ask everybody that comes on the show is if you had to put together a cornhole cup like crew like dream team, all right? Now you are allowed to be a part of the dream team if you think you're good enough, all right? Who are the four guys you're picking, all right, to be on that team? Man, that's a tough question. Everyone's, you're gonna, everyone's you're gonna burn some it. bridges. It's all right, we're good. <laughs> um, I would say uh, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's phrase it a different way. Who is, like, who are the people that you enjoy playing against the most? Whether it's because they're good, good, good competition or they're, you know, a good friend of yours, something like that. I like playing against Jamie Graham and Noah Wooten. Okay. Uh, both really tough and hard to beat. And it's always a really good battle. Uh, 
But then I also like playing. I don't know. I like playing everybody. I'll play anybody. Let's go. We just needed one more name that we could have Andrew Crew Cup. Damn it. I tried. Let's see what you did there, you crafty SOB. All right. Now, one of the other questions we ask everyone is, let's say you're playing a match, right? And you have to throw, obviously, four bags. But you can't throw the same bag twice. All right? So it's got to be four different bags. Listen, everyone knows you're sponsored by Reynolds. Okay, we get that. All right? So Jeff's a friend. Jeff's a friend. We know Jeff. He's not going to kill you. All right? What four bags? Now, if they're all Reynolds, it's fine. But what four bags are you going to throw? Pro advantage. Uh, yeah. And then a uh, victory. Okay. Reynolds victory. And then a Reynolds Pro X. Okay, I see a theme here. <laughs> and then I probably have to say a Reynolds Pro Edge Speed. I knew okay. he was going to say yeah. that. I it's knew that one was hey, coming. Hey, You're a smart good. man. You are a smart man. <laughs> Jeff, we expect some kickback when you listen to this episode, all right? All right, I got I got another question for you. You got any hobbies outside of Cornell? Yes. Uh, I live in Fulton County, Cuba, Illinois. Population 1,300. I'm surrounded by uh, cornfields. Okay. So I like to take my side-by-side out, side side out beer crews and... Uh, just enjoy cruising back roads. Right. Any law enforcement affiliation we're listening to, uh, you didn't hear that. And also, you obviously, you. Um, I know, I think, you, you obviously, you're... I got the permit, I got my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man, you're fine. And you're a poker player too, right? Yeah, that's a good hobby. Do you, um, do you, I think when we had Frank Modlin, do you play with Frank? Um, I don't think we've played. I thought Frankie might have mentioned that you played with you before. I couldn't remember, though. Dude, that was so long ago. I know, it was It, was it, it, was it really ago. wasn't that long ago, but my memory's shot. I drank too much beer during this quarantine, and there's no hope. So how are you feeling coming into Cobbs? You feeling confident? Yeah, uh, I've been practicing every day, so I'm prepared going in. And we still got another three weeks for it, so I'm going to train harder than what I normally do to be more prepared. So, yeah, I'm confident going in. You're going to keep your own bags this time? For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Hey, do you, uh, you have any shout-outs you want to do? Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Trey Ryder for commentating ACL. Heck yeah, one of the best. I want to thank Stacy Moore for the production. I want to thank ESPN also for the production and what they're doing. And I want to thank my sponsors, Jeff Reynolds, which I already said all my sponsors, but I'll do it again. Hey, rattle it off again, man. Welcome back to those vodka, Genesis, Myers Tree Service, Van Fleet Tree Service, Windsor's Fence Repair, and Cornwall 21 Apparel. See, we need to we need to tell Frank Modlin to just have his jersey behind him next time instead of pulling out a scroll of all the sponsors and family <laughs> to name off. But. Yeah, oh, we'd love to. Oh, hey, well, we're, we're getting a we're getting tour. The tour of the Ryan Windsor bedroom right now. All right, I have a little crown, a little oh, Tito's. Okay. All right. We're not talking full full bottle of vodka. It was, yeah, it was, this, it was a flag. Work hard, play hard. There you go. King of Cornhole, is that what that is? Yeah, those are my two older brothers. There you go. Nice. Here's my little... Now, they have... Your two older brothers have awesome beards. Where Where's your beard? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. You got to be patient sometimes in life. <laughs> I'm excited to see Ryan Windsor with a full-blown beard. I know, I can't wait. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a puppy. Is that a, is that a golden doodle? Yep, miniature golden doodle. A miniature golden doodle. What's the name? Her name's Zoe. Zoe, Zoe there we go. all right. Zoe's making a shout-out to Zoe. Yeah, we love all puppies on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Ryan, we greatly appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your day. Um, we know you've been a busy man this week. All right? It seems like you're making the rounds. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate you taking your time uh, and joining us today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my mom. Absolutely. Yes. Smart my man. Brother, Chad and Travis. There you go. Uh, shout out to my sister in law, Sarah. Shout out to my future sister in law, Whitney. And shout out to my uncle, Larry Windsor. Shout out to my o- other uncle. Uh, Kevin Windsor. And then all the Windsors that may be in the world listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Windsor. There you go. Okay. Yeah, hey. We're good. They're coming out of the they're coming out of the woodwork. My aunt Tanya, my aunt Lori, 
Uncle Harper, Uncle uh, Jason. Shout out to them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we, hey, we are, I have to go home after this. So if you yeah, want to just keep, you just we're keep good. going. Keep You're going. Good. You can keep going as long as you want. You got that kid in grade school that, like, you know, bullied you and turned you into the pro you are today. You want to shout him out, too? <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, greatly appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck at Cobbs. Um, I mean, again, we've been big fans of yours. We think that you're awesome. I've always, like, I always wished I could throw a bag like you because. I just recently somewhat now throw a flatter bag. So, like, it's just crazy with how much wrist action you get and everything. I think you have one of the more unique-looking throws out there. So, I think it's, it's cool. I, 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 like I can it. honestly say I've tried to model my throw after yours because I think it's one of the prettiest bags in the ACL. So, kudos to you, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, there's a quote I know from entrepreneurs and stuff. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And I did the numbers, and I think I'm probably right at 9,000, maybe 10,000. So I'm, like, just now mastering my shot, 10 years of playing. That's smart. Before you get married and have kids, master it now. I'm telling you, because then you don't get the time. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you later, okay? All right. Thanks for having me on. You guys have a good night. You too.